The Pony Express preferred hiring orphans. Is this because they were expendable? Or because it's hard to be mad at an orphan when your mail is late? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey, welcome to the show, recorded live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy every Friday night at 7 p.m. Starting April 5th, we have the March 29th off, but we'll be back in April. And then after that, we're starting stand-up comedy at Maggie's Lounge on Monday nights at 8 p.m. So come check us out. So this week's show is about conspiracy theories, and the categories relating to it are aliens, government, celebrities, the moon, and wild card. And our first matchup of the night will be between Casey McNeil and... Emma Schmidt. Okay, Casey, you can choose whether you go first or second. Uh, I will go second. Second. Okay, Emma, what category would you like other than wild card? Uh, celebrities. Celebrities. Okay. Your question is from Izzy DeRosa. She asks... Was Britney Spears paid by the Bush administration to distract the public with her own scandals? <laughs> or was 2000 to 2008 just a really hard time for everyone? Okay, first of all, okay, the idea that like an extremely powerful woman like Britney Spears would accept money from the government is misogyny against women. Um, <laughs> secondly, okay, secondly, like Britney Spears was like the most powerful woman in the world, like during the Bush administration. Her 2003 album, Into the Zone, had four singles that were all in the top five. <laughs> Why would she need to be paid by the Bush administration? <laughs> I rest my case. Well, those were bad years for all of us. I'll agree. But I don't think that Britney Spears actually was administer, uh, manipulated by the Bush administration. I think she was the Bush administration. <laughs> Britney Spears actually conspired to, to, to create the entire Bush administration to overthrow Gore, to, to denounce climate change, to bring economic collapse to America, all so that we would be distracted enough to pay close attention to her and Pepsi commercials. Well, okay, Britney Spears wore a lot of graphic t-shirts during her breakdown, right? Um, <laughs> so one of them, one of the, the pop shots was, uh, it said, um, dump him. Clearly she's referencing Bush. That's a secret message. <laughs> um, another one that I remember is, um, it said, I am the American dream. Because she is um, not, not Bush, is what I'm saying. Um, also, like, okay. The, the person behind her breakdown, it was all Paris Hilton. Time. It's 
I'm going to take this to another level. See, she has bamboozled us so well. She not only was the Bush administration, she was actually disguised as Bush the entire time. What better disguise, okay, than to actually call Bush a bumpkin and all that stuff, you know, so that you could actually pretend to be a 16-year-old girl. It's the, it's the greatest disguise ever. But in the end, we're actually going to find out that it was Andy Kaufman all along. Yes. All right. Wow, a lot of good points here. So tough call, but I'm going to hand the win to Casey McNeil. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Dan Reardon. Casey, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I will go second. Okay, Dan, what category? Uh, moon. Okay. Your question is, uh, photos from the moon landing show all kinds of lighting anomalies, you know, shadows where they shouldn't be. Is this because it was faked in a studio or because there was a second source of light provided by visiting aliens? Um, I think it was faked in the studio, but I think it was faked in a porn studio. Because they always have, uh, they need that, you know, auxiliary lighting to get the, you know, those money shots. As in, you know, um, what I would consider a money shot is probably, uh, Neil, Ar Neil Armstrong stepping down the ladder. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I, yeah, one, one small step for, uh, the porn industry with <laughs> one giant leap for uh, guys with huge dongs, I guess. <laughs> Obviously aliens. Everybody knows it's aliens. Aliens have been watching us on the moon for thousands of years. Why do you think the face in the moon always winks? These other light sources, they, they show alien bases, they show moon bases, they show underground bases, they show places where the Nazis have hidden for 45 years. Everybody knows it's Nazis, right? They had the alien technology from the 30s, they took the spaceship, they went to the moon, they brought Hitler with them. They use some kind of alien space experiments to keep them alive for 45 years, and they've just been planning our demise all this time. Dude, everybody knows that aliens' biggest weakness is set design. Dude, I don't, I mean, unless, unless some alien's uh, rich dad's going to pay his way into USC film school, I don't think... Uh, I just don't see him getting the job done, so I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave it at that. I bet. Yeah, aliens are bad at set design. They're worse at porn. So the idea that the aliens wanted to make a porn set—well, I don't know. Maybe the aliens do want to make a porn set. Maybe this entire conspiracy is because aliens on the moon have created all of our porn. That explains why it's so weird. All right. Well, this is uh, great. But, Casey, you lost me with the Nazis on the moon. Everybody knows Nazism has been completely eradicated for... 
Uh, I gotta hand the win to Dan Reardon. Next up, everybody please welcome Joe Polana and John Farrell. Joe, you can choose whether you go first or second. Uh, second, second. Okay, John, what? Uh, never mind. You get aliens. <laughs> nice. Okay. Your question is from Steve Albert. He asks Are the aliens that make crop circles trying to tell us something, or are they just really into therapeutic arts? Yeah, they're trying to tell us something. And that thing is not to attack, but that they should attend every fast food chain in the United States of America. And that way, the attack will be far easier. Just pounding fast food all day. They're not gonna be willing to withhold the attack. It's gonna go right in there with the mothership. That's what I think. There's no way it's therapeutic at all. I mean, they're, they're destroying good crops. <laughs> Who doesn't love farmers here? And if you don't, you should start loving the farmers. They're, they're doing a lot for us. You know. It, that is what they're doing for us right there. They, they are making it hard for the farmers, which they don't like, and making it easy so they can attack us so we go to fast food restaurants. There we go. Look, I got nothing against farmers, but boy do I love Zen Gardens. <laughs> which I don't think they're mutually exclusive. You think farmers are doing it to make money? No. That's not why they're out there. They're out there to find themselves. <laughs> yeah, because it, it doesn't pay what it should. Um, we're both in agreement there. Uh, but you know, so aliens, you, you gotta go, to, they're, they're cosmic, they gotta go to a bigger scale. A little cube of dust, not gonna cut it. They need a crop of <laughs> mostly dust, if we're being honest. <laughs> I've been to middle America, it's dusty. Uh, <laughs> and um, I don't know, I've like looked at, have you like seen a crowd? It's not a good message. It's, it's like an abstract painting. Stupid. <laughs> I think the crop circles are telling us that farmers, that we, we, we need to change things. They're trying to tell us that the taxes that they get are way, they're way too lenient. They're helping them out way too much. <laughs> These aliens are not pro-farmer. I, I changed my mind on that. <laughs> they hate farmers so much, and they are not chill about it at all. They are not doing this. Th these are not Chileans. They're not listening to fish on the weekends. <laughs> they're, they're writing songs about hating farmers. Yeah. <laughs> They weren't chill aliens, post-crop circle, chiller than a motherfucker. They've zenned out. They've relaxed. Crop circles are the only thing stopping a cosmic invasion. They gotta find themselves. <laughs> Namaste. I gotta hand the win to Joe Polana. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Tyler Derniak and Corey Saunders. Hi. All right, Hi. this is a little you? rematch of last I like week. That you're wearing your hockey jersey again. 
Can I just say, by the way, that it's super homophobic that I didn't get the Britney Spears question? What? <laughs> if we're talking about conspiracies, why don't we talk about the gay agenda? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Wait, who goes first? You can choose whether you go first or second, Tyler. I'll go second. Okay, Corey, what category would you like? Celebrities. <laughs> okay. Corey, your question is... Guys, I can't hear him ask the question. Shut up. What was the more bold move? When Tupac started recording music years after his death? Or when Elvis appeared in the movie Home Alone in 1990? Oh, right. It happened. <laughs> recording music after you've been shot to death is way more gangster. <laughs> I mean, well, it's to say Elvis shows up in some movie with fucking Macaulay Culkin, whose family can't keep track of him as abusive mother and father. Why did anyone call DSS? That's what I want to know. In fact, that movie should have had a gangster rap soundtrack, because how cool would that Tupac song have been? Like, he's home alone. Anyway, I'm far too white. I'm from a town called Saxonville. I can't do rap. But I assure you, it's much bolder than Elvis. I'm going to need everyone to follow the line here. Home Alone 1. Elvis is in it. Macaulay Culkin is in it. It leads to Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. They're in New York. Things are going on. You know who else is in it? Donald Trump. Donald Trump is Elvis. <laughs> Don't boo the truth! <sighs> he just ain't nothing but a hound dog. My opponent just came out as a Donald Trump Elvis truther. And I didn't know that was a thing. Nor do I think that Elvis becoming Donald Trump or being involved with Donald Trump is quite as bold as releasing an album after you died. Yeah. How do you even do that? <laughs> How do you even do that? Is God like, yo, you get, you get one album, We'll send it down from the clouds. I got you. You can do this. I think that's way more gangster. Time. You know what is the most gangster? Going after gangs. Who goes after gangs? Donald Trump. <laughs> MS-13. <laughs> Don't boo the truth. I could keep going. Time. <laughs> Please don't. Oh my God. 
I really don't like this. <laughs> but I have to hand the win to Tyler Derniak. <laughs> Don't worry, you guys can face each other again next week. <laughs> ah, shit. I do like that we've con like Tyler has now put forward the idea that Donald Trump is Elvis on this show. That conspiracy starts here. Everybody. Get it going, okay? <laughs> Next up, everybody please welcome Bill McMorrow and Sean Duffy. <laughs> hey Bill, do you wanna go first or second? Second, okay. Sean, you can pick anything but celebrities. Anything else? Oof, I'm going to go with wild card, Sean. Okay. Your question is from Kelly Cave. She asks, was, was the Denver International Airport built to keep up with the demands of, a continuous, of continuous expansion or to hide an underground bunker built to protect the Illuminati during the apocalypse? I didn't even know this was up for debate. I thought we all just kind of knew it was an underground bunker. <laughs> it's always been doing that. It's been protecting the Illuminati. I've been saying this for years. I didn't even know people debate. I didn't think there were truth or whatever you call them, the people who didn't think. It's, uh, I've, always, I've actually been there before. Uh, it's, they need to do that because, see, here's the thing. They're a mile high underground. They're right at sea level. It's perfect. <laughs> and that's... That's why it's a nice, comforting... I like it more than the rest of Denver. I don't even know... I don't know who here has been to the rest of Denver, the outdoor part, whatever you call it. It's not fun. You can't even breathe. I'm the, I had to sit down after I walked, like, two blocks. Who goes there? It's... it's ugh. He makes a lot of good points, and we should all be fearful of our lives. But also, uh, it's an underground bunker, but it's for the... What is that for? The Illuminati. Continuous expansion. No, I'm against the Illuminati. Wait a minute. Which oh, side continuous am I Continuous expansion. You said it's the underground bunker, right? I think it's a humidor for all the weed, because it's legal there. <laughs> so you get the weed shipped into the airport, and then you got to store it somewhere, and then you, uh, you know, pop up through the sewer cap. Because they probably do that like that, so you can just pop up into a weed store. Here's your weed. Fresh from the underground humidor that is most definitely not a death bunker. So don't, don't worry too much about it. Gotta go. Also, I, I, I just want to apologize. I was a little bit late today because there was a conspiracy theory happening down at the Four River Bridge. Apparently about 7 o'clock. Anybody else get caught in that conspiracy Time. theory? Time. What better place to make weed than an underground bunker for the Illuminati? That's what I've got to say. I only go to smoke shops that are also underground bunkers for the Illuminati. I don't know who else is like that, but I went to one the other day. 
That was the first thing I asked. I asked, is this an underground bunker? They were like, shouldn't you have known that before you walked in? I said, no, that's your job. They said, it's not, and I left. I'm not going. I'm not going to a smoke shop that's not also an underground bunker. It's ridiculous. I've been to them. They're Time. I didn't play Fallout 76, so I didn't get most of that. Guys, that's a video game reference. You guys get it. Listen, I think that we... What's that? Excuse me? That was my point. Time. I gotta hand the win to Sean Duffy. It feels weird that you clap the Fallout 76. Because we don't have any merch left, Bill. Now we're gonna read the questions that didn't quite make it onto the show. Usually because they don't have two choices. Uh, so this is the segment called No Contest. Here we go. The first one is from Nick Martucci. He asks, if you were to do a conspiracy theory-themed burlesque show, <laughs> is there a better name for it than the Illuminati? <laughs> John Farrell wants to know, why am I so attracted to frogs? Theo Constantino asks, is Keanu Reeves actually a 500-year-old bus? Okay. <laughs> Lauren Palana asks, there are so many squirrels, where is all the squirrel poop? I've never thought of that. Steve Albert wants to know, if the earth is flat, should it get implants? Uh-huh. Let's start round two. Here we go. Next up, please welcome Alan Richardson and Sean Rosa. Okay. Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Alan, you can pick for moon or government. I'd like the moon, please, Sean. Okay. Your question is, is the moon an artificial satellite that's been inhabited internally for years or just a big floating rock that's conveniently close to the Earth? I do believe it is a satellite, but I do believe it is, was originally a rock that was then hollowed out by intelligent life so they could spy on Earth. Because if you look around at all the other planets, we've got the water, baby. They're like, shit, I can't afford property on the coast, but a short drive north, I'll hang out in this fucking moon rock, you know? So they've been hollowing that thing out for centuries. That's why when we went to the moon, we didn't go to the moon. Because we can't go to the moon, it's someone's houseboat. <laughs> the 
the moon's just a big rock in space. There's nothing special. They didn't hollow out the moon. Why would they need to hollow out the moon when the Earth is already hollow? We just we just went to Antarctica, found the hole, and we're like, fuck the moon. We got a, we got everything we need in here. Rocks are in here. We don't need to we don't need to fly to the rocks. The rocks are coming to us. Ice rocks. There's no ice on the moon. We don't we don't want your moon ice. Get your moon ice the fuck out of here, Neil Armstrong. First of all, moon ice is a delicacy. Also, yeah, there's a big hole in Antarctica going to the hollow earth because they were like, you know what? Let's build a summer home. They got in there. They're like, it's full of fucking moles and reptiles. Let's get the fuck out of here. Back to our cool moon planet with the ice and the cheese. And we'll fucking hang out here and we'll watch it all happen. And then we started throwing dead dogs in space. We started throwing a bunch of other garbage in space. And they're like, you know what? We don't need to go there at all anymore. Listen, when Lord Zeno threw us into that volcano millions of years ago, he wanted us to stay on this goddamn planet, so we've never left. We, we went even further in. We don't need to throw dogs into space, just throw in them in the big hole with the ice rocks. Neil Armstrong. This is all his fault. Tell I don't. <laughs> all right, I got to hand the win here to Alan Richardson. Okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Liz Esty. Joe, would you like to go first or second? Uh, second, please. Sean. Okay, Liz, your question is going to be about the government. Cool. <laughs> and it is from Steve Albert. He asks, would chemtrails be more socially acceptable if they were more closely associated with skywriting? Definitely. I mean, who doesn't love skywriting? Um, that's like the best way to humiliate people while proposing. Um, th that's what we should do. We should do proposal via chemtrail. Um, I think that's, that's a fun new spin on it. So, um, yeah, definitely more socially acceptable. Yeah, let's tie in the planes and the writing and then the chems, so. I think it's just cruel, because I don't think chemtrails should be used for proposals until gay frogs in this country can get married. <laughs> I think it's a travesty to use chemtrails to make gay frogs seem more excluded by society than they already are. On land and sea, they're amphibians, they're here, they're queer, because of chemtrails. And also, it's not a choice to be a frog. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But it, skywriting's bad. 
I think the the gay frogs are in the chemtrails. You know, they're part of the conspiracy to get people to get married. So um, they're in on it. <laughs> That's what I. Let's go galaxy brain on this. Um, so the definitely the gay frogs are like part of the skywriting. Um, I don't know how, but <laughs> they're there. <laughs> they're part of the chemtrails now, <laughs> um, based on my totally cool research. Okay. That would explain, like, frogs falling from the sky and stuff. I never watched Magnolia all the way through. It's very long. <laughs> I think Paul Thomas Anderson is a gay frog. I think <laughs> Inherent Vice is an underrated film. Punch Drunk Love has a good dramatic Adam Sandler. And Skywriting is bad. <laughs> Those are the things I believe in. <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the win here to Joe Polana. There's a lot of Ric Flair's going on in here right now. All right. Next up, everybody please welcome Sean Duffy and Tyler Derniak. Okay, Tyler, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Sean, you can pick from any category. Ooh, I'll do celebrities. Okay. Your question is, how much does Pete Davidson's PR firm pay Kate Beckinsale per public appearance? $100,000 or they're in love, Sean, leave them alone. $100,000, that can buy you a lot in New York City. It can't buy you Pete Davidson. Here's why <laughs> they've got to be in love. $100,000 for Pete Davidson? I don't think so. I know I'm not buying that, or I'm not accepting that money. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I've actually never met him before. But I'm not, I'm not taking $100,000 to, to be with this guy when he couldn't even make it work with Ariana Grande, it's not going to work out with me. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'd talk a lot. I don't know what his interests are. He just, he seems like a nice guy, I'm sure. But I just, he, he if I were with Pete Davidson, I'm just going to say it, I'd be in love. I'd be in love. They're in love. How can I make it any more clear? I feel they're in love. They're in love. They're in love. <laughs> you see, they'd want you to think they're in love, but they're not. No people who are in love would allow each other to go to a Knicks game willingly. <laughs> The $100,000 is just the tip of the iceberg. You don't know how many millions the Knicks owner gave them to go there. This isn't about Pete Davidson or Kate Beckinsale. This is about the NBA. And the most valuable franchise, which is also the worst franchise. 
I'm just here for the truth, everyone. Time. The NBA would never allow that. They've got the kiss cam, and by law, everybody on that is already in love. I've seen it. I have not, I have yet to see one person on a kiss cam wish that camera was not on them at that moment. I've yet to see somebody get rejected, somebody be with their sister, it just doesn't happen. The NBA knows more about love than you can ever imagine. Time, time. You know, he, he's right. There's nothing that says true love like peer-pressured kissing. That's what the kiss cam is. No one rejects the kiss cam because they'll feel the shame of society. The kiss cam is an outdated thing that we should get rid of. Sure, I've been dumped and been on the kiss cam. Time. All right. Uh, look, you both made solid cases here, but I got to hand the win to Sean Duffy. He made a good case that they're already in love on the kiss cam. I don't know what to tell you. It's not peer pressure at that point. They're already in love. They just hire the best of the best to scout out who they're going to look at. We know. Okay. Well, that's what this show is all about. All right. We're down to the final four. So... Next up, everybody please welcome Alan Richardson and Rick Harkness. Okay. <laughs> Rick, do you want to go first or second? <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, it's not weird that I'm next to a black guy. <laughs> I don't want that to be my image of like, this is rare, this is fine. Yo, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to concentrate, yo. Come on, man. Right, don't take my microphone. <laughs> so, obviously, it's not Black History Month, so the white man goes first. <laughs> and because I'm polite, I'll let him go second. <laughs> Who's choosing? You can choose anything but celebrity. Okay. I like the moon, please, Sean. Okay. Your question is, why does the American flag appear to be waving during the, the moon landing despite there being no atmosphere on the moon? Is it because there was a horizontal rod to keep the flag unfurled? Or... Nothing can stop the red, white, and blue from waving. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> on this fucking planet 
in this goddamn galaxy in the infinite of parallel universes can stop the red, white, and blue from waving. Can I hear USA? USA! 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 We took that pussy-ass moon base for the aliens and said, no motherfuckers, we're putting the red, white, and blue all up on your house asses. Now this belongs to us, cause that's what we do. We show up, we plant a flag. Your ass belongs to the USA. I'm sorry that's our attitude. I want to ask, uh, just to clarify something, it was, uh, the waving flag on the moon, right? Yeah, the, okay. f- the, the flag appeared to be waving, yeah. Mm, okay, okay. And you're repping USA and the whole power and then blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <coughs> the whole power. Let me ask a physics question. Is there wind blowing in space? No, there's no... <laughs> hold on, hold on. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we're going back to the... Because there's no fucking wind blowing, but apparently there's an American patriot talking about the wind, the flag waving. You know the last time we talked about the flag waving and we won? Vietnam. There's 30 fucking movies that we won and we didn't win that bitch. Yo, listen, we didn't go to the moon. Steven Spielberg, before Jurassic Park, before all his famous shit, this nigga did the moon landing. Yo, there's no wind in space. There's zero wind in space. You can't hear that in the space. I'm trying to tell you right now, yo. You can't hear it. Time. (laughs) Let me ask you a college question, Rick. Do you have a degree in physics of space? That's what I thought. There may not be wind in space, but what there is is the fucking red, white, and blue. (laughs) And you want to talk about Vietnam, the coolest war we did? (laughs) Do you know how many boys we turned into men with that war? All to wave the almighty red, white, and blue wherever the fuck we want. Um, if any of you hate social justice warriors, the Vietnam War spun the first social justice warriors. So, fuck that whole thing and fuck us all fucking, damn it, I did it the wrong way. You know what? Listen, let me go back to the moon shit. Let me go back to the moon shit. My bad. Let me, can I get like a 10 second rebuttal or no? Can I, I fucked up. I, 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 I listen, the moon is not real. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. I think, I mean, uh, Alan Richardson had a lot of passion, but I, I got to say the moment when, when you lost it, Rick, was when you said uh, Steven Spielberg directed the moon landing. When we all know it was Stanley Kubrick. That's right. So I got to hand the win to Alan Richardson. Next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Duffy and Joe Polana. Okay, Joe, do you want to go first or second? Second, second. okay. Uh, Sean, you can pick from wild card, aliens, or government. I'll do wild card. Okay. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> okay, your question is from Steve Albert. 
Steve asks, the Pony Express preferred hiring orphans. Is this because they were expendable or because it's hard to be mad at an orphan when your mail is late? I, uh, I don't want to be that guy. I once got late mail from an orphan and I was very upset. I'm going to say it's got to be because they're expendable and they're good people. But if, if something happens to them, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. My, okay, look, if, if, everyone in this, if I get what I want all the time, nothing would ever happen to them. If something does, not that many people even knew who they were specifically, and that's horrible. But I'm just saying I have been, if I get late mail, that's a, that's a ruiner for me. I don't care who I got it from. It can be an orphan, it can be from you, it can be from you, it doesn't matter. I'm going to yell, and I'm going to be very upset, and I'm probably going to hope that you get fired. It's not going to make a difference. But the expandability, the expandability, I mean, it... it Time. Oh. <laughs> well, we all know the Pony Express mainly hired ponies. <laughs> and I don't care if a horse has parents or not, all horses... Are serve a purpose. They can carry, they can ride into the wind with their beautiful manes flowing. No, no horse. But you try being mad at a horse, you can't do it. No man can be, when a horse brings you your mail, you're like, holy shit, this horse can read. He knew my address. I don't care if he's got a million parrots. <laughs> I'm impressed. I can't, be, I mean, he was a little bit late, but he had to navigate on his own? <laughs> that horse used a compass. <laughs> You've never been mad at a horse because you never got your mail late from a horse. I have... It was a horrible experience. I was very upset, and I don't care if he had parents, quite honestly, because it was, it was at least two weeks late. I always pay for the speed shipping, one to two days, you can't trust it. I did that, it was like four months away, okay? I, I'm glad you can read, it was, it was too long. Time. You have more time. Look, the horses didn't get to go to school. They were just horses. That doesn't mean they're ex that doesn't mean they're expendable. You can't just throw horses at every problem. That's not how. That's not how you. They didn't build the dams with horses. They sent them to the mail. Cause everyone loves horses. I can't believe my opponent would get mad at a horse. I suspect he was really Time. bad. All right, I'm gonna hand the win here to Joe Polana. So, um, so our finals tonight will be Alan Richardson and Joe Polana. Okay, so 
Joe, would you like to go first or second? Okay. So, Alan, uh, I'm going to give you the choice here between two categories. You can go with government or celebrity. Well, Sean, if I can't have the moon, I'd like the government, please. Okay. Oh, boy. Demand a second moon. Your question is from May Keith. She asks, which JFK conspiracy is more likely? That he was assassinated by the mafia or that his head just sort of did that on its own? That's the most insane conspiracy I've ever heard that the Mafia would try to kill JFK. You don't think his head would just fucking explode like that? You guys know about the Bay of Pigs, right? That guy had an ego his brain, his head could not control. That went horribly. He was going up and up and up and his brain was like, I can do anything I fucking want. You can't sit in this car much longer. And to add on top of that, Jackie O turned to him and went, uh, I forgot to get milk earlier. <laughs> Has Sarah ever done that to you? Forgotten to get milk? That's why your head's right here, Sean. Look, we all know JFK did one thing and one thing only, and that was fuck. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna fuck twenty four seven with a wonky head. <laughs> you see Pinocchio getting that pussy? No. He's got a weird head. <laughs> but you know who likes fucking Frank Sinatra? Oh, the mafia went back in time, killed JFK to get Frank Sinatra some of that Marilyn Monroe pussy. It's. It's as clear as day. I don't know that I have to explain that more. Couple of points to that. You don't, it doesn't matter how weird and fucked up your head looks if you have Kennedy money. That's the opinion of a man with a weird head and small pockets, Joe. Also, I'm pretty sure if I was fucking 24-7, my goddamn head would explode. I've had sex eight times. My head's staying right here, baby. USA! USA! Big pockets from that mafia money. They're not going to put that money into those pockets if they don't get any of the pussy. That's common algebra. <laughs> if JFK is fucking on a bus going 70 miles south, the mafia wants some of that pussy. Time. All right. A lot of good points on both sides of this one. But you know, there's no way that I could decide this on my own. I need you guys to vote on this. So if you go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group 
right now, there is a poll at the top. You click on that link, and then you can choose A or B. A for Alan Richardson, B for Joe Palana. Uh, you can also find it on Twitter, at PickAsideStupid. The handle on Twitter is at PickAsideStupid. I posted on the PickAsideStupid Twitter. So that will be open for the next 15 seconds. Here's a question that didn't make it onto the show tonight. If you're done voting already, you can listen, I guess. If Amelia Earhart, Marilyn Monroe, and Janis Joplin all faked their own deaths to go live in Cuba, did Andy Kaufman follow them there to wrestle them? Okay. All right, has everybody voted already, yes? Okay, so the winner tonight is Joe Polana. So, hey, give it up for Joe. Give it up for Alan, who made it all the way to the end there. And... Thank you all for being here. This is a lot of fun. Next week, we'll be back, and we're talking about Lord of the Rings. Because there's a lot of nerds that like this show. Okay. So come back next week. We'll see you all then. Good night. That was Pick a Side, Stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Hey, that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Congrats to Joe Polana for winning. Thanks so much to Matt Bedell for the artwork once again this week. You can check him out at Bedell was already taken on Instagram. And we record these shows every Friday night at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, 7 p.m. So come down and join us sometime. It's a great atmosphere to be involved in. The pizza's delicious. Uh, we're off March 29th, so coming down April 5th, we'll be talking about decades, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And then April 12th, we're talking about sex. April 19th, we're talking about Florida. And April 26th, we're talking about kids' books. So come down and join us sometime, 7 p.m., Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. And we're also starting a Monday night stand-up comedy show at Maggie's Lounge. That's at 8 p.m., so each week I'll be inviting down some of my funniest friends to come down and do some stand-up comedy. Maggie's Lounge, 8 p.m., Monday nights. And if you want to catch me on some other night, Wednesday nights, I'll be at the Poor House in Boston, downstairs in the basement. we got half-priced chicken. we got a different lineup every week. It's always a good time to so come down and join us at the Poor House in Boston in the basement for some stand-up comedy, 8 p.m., Wednesday nights. Hey, thank you all for listening. We will see you again next week.